0: hello hello cheers we have a can just a... we should probably explain what's going on so before this week we did come up with this idea but it kind of started out of the outcome of isolation Uh huh. so me and caleb both listened to a podcast called um
1: Murder with My Husband. Murder
0: with My Husband. Um, which we're both pretty obsessed with. Uh-huh. And we thought that seems really fun. So we're gonna give it a go.
1: See what all the fuss is about.
0: Yeah.
1: All you do is talk anyway. <laughs> I,
0: do. I love to talk. We're both pretty into true crime. Mhm. Um Which I don't think that's anything to be concerned of.
1: I think as much as the next person. Yeah. Really.
0: Not obsessed. No. Just a normal amount.
1: We do like Stephen Graham.
0: (laughs) We do like Stephen Graham. Yeah, so over this week, I've been looking at a case which I'm going to explain to Caleb. Mm -hmm. Caleb doesn't know anything about it as far as I know. Mm -hmm. But maybe as I go along, he will.
1: That it's a Scottish
0: yeah, case, so
1: and we, we're gonna keep it relevant.
0: To because the thing we love about the motherland, um, the motherland. <laughs> the thing we love about murder with my husband. Um, no, that we don't love about it is that we don't know where anywhere is in America. So it's really hard to picture.
1: Yeah. I mean, we know where it is, but it's not like. can get
0: like, like a good gist. Yeah,
1: you're not like oh that happened on. You know Princess Street, and yeah. you can
0: visualize it. Yeah, and by no means are we experts at all, so I should probably start with crediting my sources. Yeah. So while I credit these sources, I don't, I don't know how accurate they are. It's just what I found on Google. So <laughs> the credits go to the Press and Journal, the Free Library, the Daily Record. Murderpedia.
1: Oh, that's a good one. <laughs>
0: and the Scotsman. Shall we get going? Yeah. All right. So this cans and crime. Cans and crime.
1: <laughs> it's called because we're having cans, we're talking about crime.
0: So this case happened in nineteen sixty-eight, um, and this happened in. So I looked on Google Maps. My geography is not great, and it. The the first credit said it happened in alford which is 20 miles west of aberdeen um okay but yeah alford area and there's a sort of a couple of different places within the case in the 60s and um, so in 1968 the swinging 60s had not quite reached countryside of aberdeenshire yet the pace of life was slow and quiet North of Scotland Mainland was still very Presbyterian part of the country. The majority of people led modest, quiet lives, devoting their time to the church and charitable commitments. So we're thinking quite sleepy, not much goes on around these parts. Fair enough. Although we are in the 60s. Uh huh. So I.
1: It's like any episode of Heartbeat. You <laughs> know? <laughs> a...
0: mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> So Sheila Watson grew up at Balmoral, a daughter of the royal estate stonemason. She was a former housemaid to the royal family at Balmoral Castle where she knew and befriended Princess Margaret. By I know. She was just 20 when she met her husband, Maxwell Garvey. Right. Something we need to clear up. Uh-huh. Garvey G A R V I E. Uh-huh. Is that how you s- you pronounce it?
1: I think so Garvey Yeah no,
0: Not Jarvey
1: No it's Garvey Okay Yeah
0: <laughs> That's been bugging me Jarvey <laughs> <laughs> Maxwell Garvey So she was 20 and she met Maxwell Garvey And they married in 1955 um, Maxwell But throughout this story I'm going to just refer into Max Okay Okay because that's what
1: is that what they refer to as? Yeah,
0: ours? yeah, he's Max. Okay. So Max is a 35-year-old wealthy farmer. He was a respectable man, good-looking, he was a charming man, mm-hmm. and, um, which that made him one of Scotland's most eligible bachelors. Many local women were envious of Sheila snatching up Max, but it's no surprise that Sheila was stylish, beautiful and had grown up from a well-to-do family. So apparently they met at a dance,
1: and then
0: young farmer's dance. <laughs> young farmer's dance, yeah. Um, so we're kind of thinking. I picture Max with maybe like a bow, a bow tie, and like a tweed suit.
1: Well, there's probably going to be some tweed in there, isn't it? Yeah,
0: it's got to be. Um, the first five years of their marriage was picture perfect. They had moved into the luxurious family home, Kernbeg Farmhouse, in Kin. Cardenshire Uh Can Cardenshire? Have you heard of that before?
1: No, but Ian Fraser probably has
0: (laughs) Shout out Ian Fraser (laughs)
1: Are Um, you checking it on the map now?
0: (laughs) So they moved into this farmhouse that actually Max had inherited from his family It does say that Max was a farmer But I get the picture that Max didn't do much of the farming He, He overseed the farming like I think he'd have his suit on, put his welly boots on for Yeah to keep up appearances, but I don't think he'd be getting his hands dirty. Mm. I feel like he got people to do the work.
1: Yeah, he just reaps the benefits.
0: Aye. So the first five years of their marriage was great. They'd moved into this luxury farmhouse, um, and they had ha- they had three children in the first five years of their marriage. Um they drove fancy cars, they went on many travels, they wore the most expensive clothes. So, all seemed well in the Garvey household. They were known as being flamboyant. Lots of the locals used to gossip about them because mm. they kind of stuck out. Because they, it was like they went with your kind of what you think a 60s young couple would be doing. But it was just kind of out of place in the because, uh, countryside.
1: Yeah, they were like city folks.
0: Yeah. Yeah, they used to go to, like, nice restaurants in Aberdeen. Lol. If there's any.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Shade.
0: <laughs> they lived quite a luxurious life.
1: Okay, but then a lot of money, though, so... A lot of money. And you're saying he's not really a farmer. He's a poser.
0: A little bit, aye.
1: So, it makes sense.
0: Yeah. Sheila it's described. She wore, like you know, mini skirts and she had her hair all done every week and was quite
1: in tune with the trend
0: Very much so, she was very fashionable That's why a lot of the women were used to talk about her a lot because she kind of kind of went against that sort of norm yeah. in the area Yeah. Max appeared to have everything he needed He was a farmer but he didn't do much of the farming His greed <clears> and boredom <throat> took over He started drinking heavily Reports state that he would often fly his private plane, so he had a private plane. He so he's Used to got love. A license he's got as a well. pilot license. Yeah.
1: Gosh
0: I know. So he used to fly his plane about whilst drunk and do daredevil loop de loops. Fair play. <laughs> but these risks did not suffice his hunger for excitement. He used to take his wife um, abroad a lot. They used to go on holiday to France and Spain. Um, He actually used to take his wife to these nudist beaches in France and Spain. So he had a bit of a a kink, all right? Right, okay. He he liked to push the boundaries. But the holidays started to not be enough for Max. So he started uh, building a shelter on his land um, and he organised trees around it. Now this source said organised trees around it. Planted. Planted, all right. (laughs) I was gonna say, like, how does that work?
1: It would take years for them to grow. Maybe can you buy big trees?
0: I don't know. Anyway, he built a big shelter and he put trees all around the shelter. Right. Okay. Um, But this wasn't too out of the norm for farmers because they'd often use trees to sort of shelter from the northeast elements. Mm. Yeah, so a lot of the nosy neighbours were noticing this shelter being put up in all the trees But then they realised that this shelter wasn't for crops It was actually a shelter for naked people
1: Corpses!
0: (laughs) (laughs) No, no, it wasn't Naked people For naked people, naked alive people Right Max had built a nudist colony Yeah, he just loved
1: Nakedness
0: Yeah just loved being in the, the true new form, <laughs> the true state, which is freezing. Also, well, Aberdeenshire countryside. Yeah. So he started throwing these parties in this shelter, and he'd only invite his well-to-do pals. Um, these friends he had, because Max was part of the SNP in Stonehaven, so he'd often go to SNP meetings in Stonehaven,
1: mm-hmm. and he'd
0: invite his friends over to do these massive. Parties in this shelter Which often involved A lot of alcohol, drugs And swinging It's um, not a good
1: poster for the SNP, Is it?
0: Not really, no <laughs> <laughs> Not really um, So this Caused a lot of speculation within The community and it dubbed the Farmhouse as Kinky Cottage
1: <laughs>
0: Which it's Still known today
1: you jot that down? Does
0: any of this ring a bell yet? Have you heard of it?
1: No, I have not, no. Mm. Never been to Kinky Cottage.
0: (laughs) Um, Have you got any questions so far? You all good?
1: No, I'm fine. I'll only uh, chime in when it starts getting getting a bit hairy.
0: Okay. (laughs)
1: Although it sounds like it probably is (laughs) quite
0: hairy. i about to say. (laughs) Um, Yeah, so... We're in the shelter. He's got all his fancy pals from. So
1: sorry, it must yeah. have been quite a big shelter.
0: Yeah, I'm thinking it was
1: like a shed. I I don't know. Like he's built a buyer.
0: I don't know. Maybe I There's no pictures I found online of it.
1: But he's he's covered it so like.
0: Yeah, maybe like an outhouse thing. I yeah. don't know. Um, one of his friends that he'd made in his S and P meetings in Stonehaven was a man called. Brian Tevendale. Brian Tevendale used to be, so he was brought up in the Bush Hotel with his sister Trudy attending Montrose Academy, which his father owned near St. Cyrus. So it's in the same area, but it's not like it's maybe a 20 minute drive away from right. where Max and Sheila live. Um, so he met this pal Brian in his SP meetings. And he invited him to the parties often Brian also uh, worked on the farm in the weekends for Max uh-huh. He was only 22 or so oh, right, okay. um, And he would come to the parties and often do some work for um, Max's farm Sheila was happy not to participate in these parties in the shelter She told him she would rather look after the kids and stay out of it Which she did for a long time so she kinda just turned a blind eye.
1: Okay.
0: Um but Max became pretty persuasive and started to call Sheila like a fuddy duddy and other names if she didn't per participate. So he kind of manipulated her into coming to these parties. So mm. she eventually did. Okay. Um it sounds like Max was quite a like controlling character.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Um Brian started taking his sister Trudy that's also weird. to these <laughs> to these parties. Trudy, Brian's sister, was married to a policeman and she soon became Maxwell's mistress. But this was all communicated between four parties. Between Sheila and Max and Trudy and her husband and brother Brian. So it was alright. It was all like fine, this Part is what kink. we do, this is yeah, pretty much. So Trudy became uh, Max's mistress.
1: But it's like that in like BDSM stuff. Yeah. Like Fat Mike from NoFX, he's, he's got a mistress even though he's like married. Yeah. And he once was someone's, what's a male mistress? <laughs> a mister? Don't, I, don't I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. Mystery.
0: Yeah, I suppose Do you know what I mean? Yeah, I can
1: If they're into that kind of thing Aye It's probably quite normal to have
0: I think so I mean, each to their own A
1: mistress, yeah I mean, it doesn't seem normal to me or you maybe It
0: it states here that They were all okay with it And they all agreed that As long as there's no kind of emotional involvement Mm -hmm. Things can carry on Mm Do you know what I mean? Yeah Um, Which is kind of it's pretty like odd because Max is also like a pillar of the community. He's part of the SMP. He's actually, uh... it says I've got it somewhere here. He's got like an official role within the SNP. All
1: oh, right. Okay. Not just a member. He's like a, an
0: office bearer, whatever that is. Whatever that is. Uh, so yeah, like they're doing, they're living a fast life, but keeping up appearances. Uh huh. Um. Yeah. So. Sheila's resistance to participate in the sex parties ended when Max forced her into a room naked with Brian Tevendale. Mm-hmm. So Max is having an affair, well, a known affair with mm-hmm. Trudy, but that kind of doesn't like
1: do it for him. do
0: it for him. so he's now telling Sheila that she must participate with Brian. And it's pretty awful, like, he, he forced her into her room and locked the door and wouldn't let them out until the deed was done, okay. kind of thing. Um, but Brian has a quote being like, she was hot, so what would you do? Like, he didn't really care. He was like, this is fine for me. He's 22.
1: Right, but yeah, he's already into that kind of stuff. He's so. already
0: into it. He's already been to the parties. And Sheila's a very glamorous woman. So he's kind of like, well, that suits me. Yeah. Okay. Very odd, though.
1: Yeah.
0: Over time, this happened. Over time, he kept doing it with Sheila and Brian, um, locking them up together and making them do these things and stuff, mm-hmm. and report back to him. It was all very odd. And um, Sheila and Brian then over time became quite fond of each other. More and more, they sort of fell in love. Um, Sheila's eldest daughter spoke up in her adult years that she remembers seeing her mum and Brian kissing passionately numerous of times. But this was all under Max's approval, so. um, The kids at the time, like right now, where I'm talking about the shelter and stuff, they're all really young. Mm -hmm. The eldest is like 12. Right, okay. And they were all pretty unaware about these mad sex parties in the garden.
1: Sure.
0: Um, I hope so. Yeah. It was revealed that sometimes Max would toss a coin to decide whether he or Brian would sleep with Sheila. Yeah. Yeah. That's pretty messed up. Yeah. Brian's daughter also. So, um, Max's daughter, the one I just spoke about, saying she saw her mum kissing Brian. Yeah. She's also spoken about her dad in recent years about her upbringing, saying that her dad was pretty hard on her. She used to he used to call her fat and chubby. She's only twelve, making her take dietary pills, and as he considered her to being an overweight child. Which is so so long. This
1: guy's a demon, isn't he?
0: He's it's pretty sinister. Yeah, it just feels like he's he's like had his planes and that didn't satisfy him, so he's doing like.
1: He's got like a god complex.
0: A little bit, yeah. He's power tripping.
1: Do whatever he wants. Just
0: take that tweed suit off of him. Yeah. Yeah, has there is rumors. So this was something I couldn't really like find out if this was just rumors or if it was true, but. Apparently, Sheila and Brian attempted to run away twice from this farmhouse. Right, okay. Once being to Stonehaven. <laughs> <laughs> I know. <Goodness. laughs> Which is ten yeah. minutes you away or des- so.
1: You don't deserve to run away <laughs> if you're only going to go to Stonehaven. So
0: she took all the kids and she went with Brian and she stayed in Stonehaven in the inn. Okay. And they stayed for two nights, but then Max sure sent yeah, Max sent his sister Hilda to go and fetch him from the inn, so he knew where they were, and he fetched, and his sister went and fetched him from the inn, being like, "You gotta come home now." Yeah. Um. Yeah. So that was one attempt. The second attempt actually is quite random. Sheila and Brian, eh, took a train to Bradford. Better. Yep. And they managed to stay there for 10 days
1: uh-huh.
0: But Sheila was really upset with not being a, with her children Like, I think she thought she could she could do it and cut uh-huh. all ties and run away with Brian But she felt bad for leaving the children, so she came back okay. Yeah, so there was two two attempts of running away from this, like, situation It's so weird
1: she didn't take the kids with her in the second one
0: I know, I know, it's weird It's also strange that throughout this whole time, Brian's working with Max, and they are kind of like buddies.
1: They used to fly
0: like trains to fly trains. Used to fly planes together, (laughs) Um, and they were both into like taking tranquilizers and all this kind of stuff. And they were, yeah, they were like quite friendly. Do you
1: think though that maybe Brian was just like caught up in it
0: a little bit? He's twenty two. Younger. He's naive,
1: and he's in love with. Sheila Mm -hmm. So he's like Well I need to keep this guy happy Because Pork and his wife
0: Yeah pretty much
1: Even though he's allowed to
0: Yeah Yeah that's true Brian is also His like background's a little bit I don't know Something was going on there Because he He grew up in this hotel Where That's what His His parents ran a hotel His parents ran a hotel And he grew up there But his dad died pretty young so they sold the hotel, and then Brian left to join the army. Oh, okay. But his career was pretty short-lived. Um, he stopped, and he returned to Scotland. But he lived, like, a fairly unremarkable life, and he, he couldn't really hold down a job, and they said he would farm hop, so he would mm. help out on lots of farms, never stick out at one for long enough.
1: Until you find the one that's Until got the swinger's <laughs> head, <Yeah. laughs> and the planes <laughs>
0: that'll do it,
1: and the money and the guns and.
0: So then, on nineteenth, this is all in nineteen sixty eight. Yeah. Yeah, um, on nine, on the nineteenth of May, Max was reported missing by his sister Hilda. Mm. The last time he'd been seen was about ten p.m. On the 14th of May At a Scottish National Party meeting At Stonehaven Garvey's car had turned up Parked across the runway At the Flying Club At Four Down Four Down is also a close I think that's like the region I don't know I, I need to look at a map again um, So he went missing He was reported missing on the 19th By his uh, yeah. sister Yeah An hour after his sister had reported Max missing, his wife phoned in, Sheila phoned in, saying that Max had been flying a lot recently and had met a female pilot. Okay. And she had suspicion that they had flown away together. Uh Oh. Yeah. Um, Hilda and Sheila didn't have a close relationship at all. So, the fact that Sheila phoned in, like, after Hilda, I don't think that really says anything, because they wouldn't Only have Only commu- an hour, though. They They didn't really communicate. I bet
1: Hilda was one of these, like, weird, clingy sisters... Yeah. ...that, like, loves her brother, but then probably secretly loves them too much the wrong way. Totally. Like, she was probably, like, he's God's gift.
0: Absolutely. Um yeah. So, he, he's he gone missing. Um and the police did everything. Woods were searched and wells wells were drained. But there's no sign of Max anywhere. It was a complete mystery. Uh-huh. Um, they interrogated Sheila pretty ruthlessly, which it came out that Sheila repeatedly had gone to doctors, ministers and family men- members about the abuse she was getting at home um, only to be shunned away one doctor once Sheila had gone to the doctors and she had like noticeable bruises and cuts from um, Max and a doctor actually phoned her husband Max to ask him if he was hurting her Max said no so the doctor sent her home like it's the 60s mm. and I feel like Wives were still pretty much seen as property, kind of thing. So it was like, well, your keeper says no, so off you go.
1: Yeah. Sounds like the kind of guy he is. Like people were probably like, I'm not gonna
0: get involved in that. Get
1: involved in that.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Sad. She even went to a divorce lawyer in Aberdeen. Um. But nothing really came out of it. She was on sleeping tablets, she had terrible anxiety and she was just living in absolute hell, daily threats. Um, But just at the time, in that era, there was not a lot of support, not really, so sad. Um, So that kind of all came out in the interrogation. Um, And then time went by and they were still looking for Max, nowhere to be seen. Um, so they did at first They did kind of close the case Thinking it was um, Like a runaway Like he had found his, his female friend And, mm-hmm. and he would flown away He was also in some money problems mm. So that does kind of add up Yeah um, But This whole story turns Pretty quickly When Sheila's mum Goes to the police Because Sheila admitted to her mum Mrs Watson That Max was dead She hinted That Brian was responsible For his disappearance Mrs Watson Went to the police And recounted this story On the 16th of August Sheila and Brian Were arrested Without the body So they've not found Max
1: yet So how long after the disappearance is this?
0: Um, this is a month after the disappearance No, it's not, sorry oh, 19th of May 19th of May and ni- then 16th of August So three months
1: Okay
0: Um, Yeah, so Sheila went to her mum and said that Max was dead Her mum was very kind of law-abiding and very religious And went straight to the police with mm. this information Which then led to the arrest of Sheila and Brian. Okay. I've looked on um, all these sources and some others, but nothing says about how this next bit kind of played out. We don't know who said what in this kind of crucial time, but basically, the next day after the arrest, Max Garvey's body was found in an underground drain at Lauriston Castle near St Cyrus,
1: mm-hmm. Okay.
0: he had been bludgeoned and shot in the head. So also arrested was an Alan Peters, a close friend to Brian, and all three were charged with murder.
1: What, straight away?
0: <clears throat> Pretty much, yeah. There's a little bit I need to tell you about sort of Scots law and that kind of... Have they admitted to anything? Well, this is it. They haven't. Um, it was... It was completely, like, a massive shock to the whole community. Everyone was like, no, Sheila, no way. Mm-hmm. She was very, like, well-to-do. um, And this was huge news. There was media all over it. But when... When they made the initial arrest, Sheila claimed that she woke up in the middle of the night to discover Brian and Alan, so Alan's Brian's pal, had murdered Max. She claimed that on the night... No, sorry. So that's what she said. She's just said that Brian and Alan came in, I had no idea what was going on, and they killed my husband.
1: What, they're in the room... Like in their bedroom or whatever? Yeah. Okay.
0: But what actually happened was on the night, Sheila went to bed with her husband, Max. They would had sex. In the early hours, she slipped out of bed and let Brian and Alan smash Max's skull with the end of the, the gun, then placed a pillow over the man's face and shot him once in the head. The three went downstairs... Their nerves shattered, they drank a whole bottle of whiskey. The men, I don't know why that detail's in there. I mean, I don't think you would just go and sit and have whiskey. I mean, that's kind of odd. Like, there's well, three kids in the house.
1: Yeah, but I mean, probably one of two things. they either, like, celebrating or, like you said, like, their nerves. They're yeah. like, I need a drink Fair or enough. whatever. So they just end up tanning a bottle of whiskey.
0: So odd. Mm. The men, so Alan and Brian then wrapped Max's corpse up in a blanket They dumped him in the boot of Alan's car Alan, by the way, worked with Brian on the farm
1: Okay, yeah 21 That's years crazy. old
0: So they dumped the body in the back of the car And then they drove to Lauriston Castle Where they put him down the drains
1: How far away is that? Pretty much
0: uh, Not far St Cyrus, I think it's like a 20 minute drive. Okay. All the same sort of area.
1: And who found? Yeah. so Or are you getting there?
0: Alistair Smith, who was a detective inspector at the time um, was the first person to find this body his quote's quite funny, he was like he said, I was the first sucker to go into that tunnel and examine the body, there was a strong smell that's all he said. What? <laughs> yeah, that's all he said in, like, the history of this case. <laughs> <laughs> that's so funny. Um, so there was uh, this smell, this body wrapped up in sheet, in a sheet. There was rocks all over it, like piles of boulders. Mm-hmm. Um, and because it had been three months in the summer, in the okay. drains, the body had decomposed to such an extent um, that the putrefaction, oh that's a big word, putrefaction made the examination really difficult. So the the skull, which is pretty wild, is that they actually had to decapitate him because they wanted to get an examination of the full skull to see exactly how he was murdered. Because they could, mm-hmm. they couldn't really tell what the state of the body they would found it in. the 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 bullets in his head was quite noticeable. Yeah. But they they knew that his his face looked off, so they wanted to look at the skull. So, so they, by this
1: point, did he still have like loads of skin?
0: I don't know. Was he
1: like a skeleton?
0: I don't know. I'm not really sure. Three months. I don't know.
1: No. you tempted? I feel like. You'd have skin. I
0: feel like you would.
1: And hair and that.
0: Yeah. The skull was It'd be some sent. Mess, though. Oh, some mess. The skull was sent to the pathology department at Adam- Aberdeen University to be boiled. <laughs> Yuck. So it could be shown in court. The skull? How rank is that, yeah. Yeah, cool. Yeah. Uh, they, they took the skull into court in a hat box. <laughs> <laughs> Why?
1: What else are you gonna put it in?
0: Oh, not a hat box. Well, I suppose it's like round.
1: You wouldn't put it in a. You don't really have any other boxes, do you? Yeah. You a think sh- maybe a like box? like a just a container?
0: Yeah, I think yeah, like they would do that nowadays.
1: A Hat box.
0: Surely not. Love it. Yeah, it's funny. Uh-
1: <laughs> <laughs> oh, sorry. That's my wife's bonnet.
0: <laughs> ah.
1: <laughs> <laughs> Underneath.
0: <laughs> Yeah. So yeah, the three had been arrested. Um, And this was like, the biggest case that happened for a long time. Although interestingly, that there was a big scandal in Aberdeen a few years before, um, involving a young Henry Burnett. He'd had an affair with an older married woman, Margaret Guyanne and went insane with jealousy when she returned to her husband, Thomas. So, this is unrelated, but kind of related. Mm-hmm. On May the 31st in 1963, Burnett had forced his way into the couple's house and shot Thomas in the face at point blank. Burnett then took his Ertzweil Lover hostage. What does that mean? Ertz? Lover. Lover. <laughs> <laughs> he took his lover,
1: through her I
0: don't know. Is that her last name? No, it's not. <laughs> I should have maybe, like, lover. researched this bit.
1: <laughs> like bread.
0: <laughs> Stop. I should have looked into this more. Anyway, basically, this guy <laughs> shot. <laughs> he shot someone and um, he got done for it. Um, and Henry was actually hanged in Aberdeen In August the 15th, 1963. And so he was still hanging people then? He was the last man to oh, be hanged
1: okay, right, okay.
0: in Scotland. Wow. So, this is only so we're in 1968.
1: Uh-huh.
0: So, they're very lucky that
1: so the they just
0: missed the hanging. Bye. Bye. So, they should count themselves lucky. Also, Sheila should count herself lucky, as the insurance company confirmed that she stood to gain 55000 on one policy alone, as well as other policies, the farm, investments and capital.
1: Mm. So So I take it at this point, or has it gone to trial yet?
0: No, yet. Sorry, I'm
1: jumping guns.
0: I'm jumping guns. Um, They were arrested and interrogated, and all three were charged with murder, However, the jury convicted Brian Tevendale guilty, um, and it was unprecedented scenes at the high court. Like queues were formed, there was such a mass of people. Like this trial was huge.
1: Yeah.
0: Um, and the the jury was unanimous in its guilty verdict for Brian, but they found Sheila guilty by majority. Um. So. Not everyone in the jury thought she was guilty But she still got done by majority I know what that means Just in case other people might not
1: That's true
0: Um, Brian's workmate Alan So his buddy that helped get him in the car and
1: He actually drove
0: He was the driver that night and he was there
1: Was he not the shooter? In
0: the room No Brian was the shooter Alan was the assistant
1: The muscle
0: Yeah the muscle So Alan um, walked free when a not proven yep. proven verdict was returned. What
1: a scumbag.
0: He walked free. Yeah. Fair enough. They have both done ten. What about Brian? Brian and Sheila. Yeah, they got the same. They got Brian was comp- unanimous guilty. Everyone thought he was guilty, and obviously.
1: Then Sheila was.
0: And Sheila was majority.
1: Majority. And yeah.
0: then and then Alan Uh, was
1: acquitted. acquitted.
0: So, looking back at this case now, it's wildly recognised that Sheila was a victim of domestic violence. She was trapped in an abusive relationship with Max. Mm -hmm. Sheila and Brian, they attempted multiple times to flee Kinky Cottage. But obviously that didn't happen, which kind of led to... Sad... Sad but also kinda like
1: the last option. Don't be
0: a dick and maybe yeah. you'll not get shot. <laughs> so Sheila um went to Gateside Prison in Greenock um just after the trial, pretty much days after, um she sent a letter to Brian that said, I've decided to have nothing more to do with you ever again.
1: Yeah. Harsh.
0: She asked Brian, who was incarcerated just 80 miles away in Perth prison, never to write and to get rid of all the old letters.
1: What What sentence did they get?
0: Um, so you know. they got... They both got out in 1971. Shut up. 100%. What? 1971.
1: So what? When When did they get sentenced?
0: 1968. What? Yep.
1: there three years? Three years. For murder?
0: Good behaviour. What? 100%. So Sheila... No way! Absolutely. Sheila was... Um, she got out and she ran, a, she ran a B&B in Stonehaven. And Brian also got out and he moved to Perth and lived a quiet life. And Alan has just been chilling. Well,
1: he never was bothered anyway.
0: No, it's actually crazy. So she ran this B and B in no Stonehaven. She she passed away in two thousand and fourteen. What a shame! But she got Alzheimer's, and a carer has spoken out about this. Is another source that's like a little bit flaky and yeah. Okay. You you don't know how credible it is because the, the carer who's looked after her in the care home has has re- remained. Um, Anonymous, Anonymous. yeah And she said that Sheila spoke All the time About the murder of her husband And she, one time They got a new resident to the care home And Sheila could hear Some of the staff talking about a Max And Sheila, who's got Pretty progressive Alzheimer's Went and cowered in the corner and was crying Because she thought it was her husband So it still kind of haunted her
1: Wow Brian
0: died of a heart attack in 2003 uh-huh. But they both just kind of,
1: yeah. They just kind of left on.
0: They just kind of left on. I was wrong. I was wrong. I've just reread. I've not got my glasses on. She was re- released. Look, you're <laughs> your, they're on your feet, do they? know? She, she was released from jail in nineteen seventy eight. That's still.
1: Oh well. Oh, when I mean, ten years.
0: Ten years.
1: For murder. Yeah. Well, she didn't actually shoot through, did she? Was she not just a complex? Brian shot Yeah. So. I'm not saying that 10 years is enough. No. But, like, it should still be more than that. Was Brian the same? 78?
0: Yep.
1: Right, okay. That three looked like an eight. Yeah. That eight looked like a three.
0: Yeah. That's my day.
1: Pardon. That, I mean, that's criminal alone.
0: I know. And the thing, the sad thing is, like,
1: so what about the kids?
0: Yeah, the kids, there's not been too much said about them apart from the daughter. The daughter's estranged from everyone else in the family.
1: What, even the other kids?
0: Yeah. um, And she kind of... Was it
1: because she can remember?
0: I think it's maybe because she's older. She's older. And she was more affected. And I think with the sort of like psychological abuse of her dad, it's...
1: yeah. yeah, yeah.
0: It's It stayed with her. Like I did read uh an interview with her where she had said like her life has been completely ruined and that she's married. She's tried like the normal family life, married life, mm-hmm. but it didn't work out because she's kind of too too traumatized. Um, which is really sad. So like lives were completely ruined. And you think it could all have been almost avoidable, like.
1: He just left.
0: If they'd maybe just left and walked away from Max, who seemed to be.
1: But that was like a classic case of like, domestic abuse, in it. Mm-hmm. You can't just leave.
0: Mm-mm. Especially not in those days. So much harder. But yeah. Did you think when I began that story it was going to end like that? Did you think Max was a goner?
1: No, I didn't. I probably should have, to be honest. This is the way that you were going on about it. I was like, right, Max is going to do something here. Yeah. But like maybe because he was like right running this swingers club, maybe he was going to like
0: mm-hmm.
1: walk in on somebody, you know, having Sheila <laughs> bent over a barrel, showing her all 50 states, <laughs> that he would then go on like this mass. Rage. Rage and like. No, no. Take out an entire swingers club.
0: Nah. Bad that he was kind of like dumped at Lauriston Castle. That's a random location. Think. Do you not think?
1: You've got a farm. Yeah. So they won't bury him anywhere unless they did extensive searches of the property.
0: Yeah, they did.
1: (sighs) What's that pile of mud over there? Yeah. Do you know what I
0: mean?
1: True. That was a good one.
0: Yeah, that was fun. How
1: long did you spend researching that?
0: Too long. Too long? Yeah. Time I should have been doing uni work,
1: but... Still not started that essay?
0: Nope. (laughs) Worth it. (laughs) (laughs) All right.
1: Well, that was Cans and Crime.
0: That was Cans and Crime. (laughs) You may be hearing from us again, but maybe no.
1: I might do... (laughs) Will I do one or do you want to do another one? I feel like you're probably better at it.
0: I don't know. We'll see how it goes.
1: I'll, tr- I'll try it.
0: See how this COVID pounds out. <laughs>
1: I'll do the next one. This is only the second day of isolation. Yeah. Um. I'm still poorly.
0: Yeah, excuse Caleb's snaffling.
1: Yeah, I refuse to blow my nose.
0: <laughs> Gross. Okay.
1: So bye.
0: Bye now.